Welcome to The Kitchen Table, a show dedicated to helping you escape diet culture, gain trust with food, honor your body, and live a brighter life. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to The Kitchen Table. I am so glad you're here. I'm your host, Alicia Brown, an anti-diet registered dietitian nutritionist. And hey, how are you? Happy Monday. How are you feeling in your body today? How are you feeling in your body today? I'm going to change up our pace from our usual pace on Monday episodes on the show where we usually talk about rejecting diet culture, the dieting paradigm, and taking the leap of faith into intuitive eating and reclaiming our relationships with food and body so that we can live bigger, bolder, and brighter lives. Yes, we're going to still talk about that, but kind of in a roundabout way, because I want to share with you a conversation that I had with a Starbucks barista this morning. Oh, it was so good. It just lit me up. There was a nugget of clarity from that conversation that I want to share with you that I think will light you up too. And after I had the conversation with the barista, it naturally got me thinking about where I'm going in this business, like where I'm going in my anti-diet work. And it's almost if intuitive eating is the gateway to further life exploration. Like life is so different after you heal your relationship with food. So many more doors open. There's so much more to explore. And of course, I'm going to explore it. And of course, I'm going to invite you along with me. (laughs) And so in this show today, I'm going to be talking about what I do and where I'm going, starting from the conversation that I had in the drive-thru with the Starbucks barista this morning. But before I unpack that, I've got to ask, take out your phone right now and hit that subscribe button to the show. That way you don't miss an episode that comes out every Monday or Thursday here at the kitchen table. Gosh, when you hit that subscribe button, it's a gift because it's really my message here to get the anti-diet message out into the world. Right now, dieting and intentional weight loss methods, these are mainstream. That is what's conventional. And I want to get this message of anti-diet on the map. I want people to understand that there is a way not to diet. Because I know for me, I thought dieting was just like what everyone did. It's what my mom did growing up. It's what I've seen other people do. I thought that this like all of the things that I was carrying from dieting, all of like, you know, the real hurt to my self-esteem and my ego, the real hurt and damage mentally, physically, and emotionally from dieting. I didn't know there was a way out of that until I found intuitive eating. I didn't know that there was a way past that, beyond that, so that we can achieve better total health and well-being. I didn't know that until I found intuitive eating. I wasn't taught that in nutrition school. (laughs) I wasn't taught that growing up. I'm here teaching it now because it's what I found as to be the truth. Uh, into like how we can really nourish ourselves and live really better. And um, when you hit that subscribe button or when you even tune into the show, that is already just like a gift because I want more people to learn about intuitive eating. Uh, I want more people that are open to this message to receive it um, and um, to maybe uh, inch closer to taking that leap of faith into intuitive eating and to start to reject dieting and the dieting mentality more and more as they build trust with their bodies as well. So thank you so much. (laughs) I went on a little rant there. Thank you so much for just subscribing and maybe screenshot and sharing this episode or the show if it's useful to you, you know, like if there's anything that you gleaned from the show, screenshot and share it on social media. You can tag me at alishabrown.com. 
B-R-D-N on Instagram. And it's Alicia, A-L-I-C-I-A dot Brown. R like Roger, D like drive, N like Nancy at uh, on Instagram, Alicia Brown dot R-D-N. Okay, so <laughs> first of all, kind of getting into this conversation with the Starbucks barista, my dog already knows that he's going to get a pup cup before we enter the Starbucks drive-thru. If I have any listeners right now that have ever brought their dog through the Starbucks drive-thru, they might have gotten their dog a pup cup or a puppuccino. And Opa knows this is coming, so he just starts salivating. Before we even pull up to the drive-thru, he already knows. He's like, oh, pup cup's coming. And this is just a little bit of whipped cream in a cup that they give dogs through the drive-thru. I don't know if you knew that or not, but Opa gets one every time. Don't tell his dad. <laughs> um, I always get Opa a pop cup. He just loves it. And I just love the Christmas blonde roast at Starbucks. All throughout the holiday season, Christmas blonde roast for me, I think it's better than all of the holiday drinks. I know there's so much hype. P- pumpkin spice lattes, like peppermint mocha. Yes, and Christmas blonde roast with heavy cream, of course. And so I roll up, I have a sigh of relief because I have Christmas blonde roast. And so I pull up to the drive up window uh, or to the pickup window rather. And um, of course the window opens and the barista comes out and he goes, oh, Opa's here today. Would he like a pop cup? And I say, oh yes, if you're feeling generous. And so the barista, or actually, can we press pause there for a moment? Why is it that they're so excited Opa's here? What about me? That happens all the time since I had Amelia and since we got the chow, like I have become invisible, like, (laughs) and I'm cool with it, but it just dawned on me right now in this very moment that like, it's never, Hey, Alicia, I don't think this barista knows my name, but he knows my dog's name. (laughs) I am cracking up. That is the truth. And I don't mind. So I'm giving Opa this pup cup right now. And Amelia's um, just talking away in the back seat. And for some reason, my coffee's taking a little bit extra time than it generally does. And so the barista's at the window, just kind of looking at me and I'm waiting for my coffee. And he goes, so what are you up to today? And I said, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm thinking my coffee's going to be there any moment. So I just said, um, not much, you know, just watching my two babies. And I kind of did a chuckle alluding to Opa and Amelia in the back and uh, doing some work. I said, just doing some work and uh, watching my babies. And the barista laughs and he asks, so what is it that you do? And here I stayed on the surface with this answer. I just thought I was getting my coffee. And I said, um, I am a dietitian and I see clients virtually. So I work from home. And he goes, oh, that's so cool. And then he goes, um, so do you write up meal plans and do weight loss and stuff? And here I knew I couldn't be on the surface anymore. I kind of had to, I had to unpack this a little bit because I was so glad to receive that question. Even that question let me insights, right? So even there are some nuggets, right? Of like dietitian means weight loss means meal plans. Anyway, so in that moment, I was like, you know what? I actually don't do that. I do the opposite. Do you know when people feel really obsessed over food and their food choices? And, you know, we get to see foods as good or bad. And the whole concept of nutrition just becomes black or white. And we think about it so much in my, our minds that it takes a lot of the joy out of food. I help my clients reclaim some of that joy and reclaim their authority over food. They live happier lives because of it. 
And I looked at the barista who his eyes just got so wide, you know, and we just had like this moment of eye contact where the world, like everything in the world just settled down for a second. And there was a pause and he goes, that's amazing. And then he goes, a lot more people I think need that than need meal plans. All I did was smile. And you know what? I said, you know what? Dang right. Yeah. I think you're right about that. You know? And in my heart, I got like this flutter in my body. I felt like this, this heat. Generally with intuitive eating, I'll just give you a little bit of backstory on how things usually go with intuitive eating. Um, if there's not an openness to receiving the anti-diet message, I get a lot of backlash. And usually people don't understanding it, understand really intuitive eating until there's a lot of education, until there's a lot of like questions being answered. But in that moment, I don't know what it was with that Starbucks barista. I don't know if it was because the coffee was up, that he didn't have a lot of time, or, you know, if he was just being nice. I don't know. It seemed genuine though. It seemed true that he just understood in that moment exactly what I do and what I'm about. Oh, that was so amazing to receive. Like on my end, like I felt totally validated in this work. I felt super purposeful. And I mean, I will say like, I always, I I generally feel purposeful in this work, right? Like I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I'm fired up. But in this conversation, like having, um, you know, having that barista really see maybe what is the anti-diet way for the first time and have what seemed to be complete resonance. Oh, that was so, that was so cool. And above all, really understanding that, um, more people might need to hear the anti-diet message than the dieting message. Maybe it's true that more people could benefit from the anti-diet way than the meal plan, than the diet, et cetera, right? Like having him say that, I was like, just my whole body said yes. You know, like in my personal experience, you know, family and friends and, and with my own life and seeing others like diet culture is so pervasive. It's infected so, so much of how we think about food and how we view our bodies. Like to have that be reflected back from that barista to say like, yeah, I think a lot more people need that instead. It just felt so true. And so I wanted to share that nugget of clarity with you. And maybe you agree that this anti-diet message needs to be heard from more people, needs to be more maybe received as we try to shift our ways away from dieting and into reclaiming our relationships with food in our bodies. It's just so important. Um, so needless to say, needless to say, I will be back at Starbucks all the time. Like they just, oh, they've just won me over. They, because of that barista, they've just totally won me over. I just love it. And I wish that they would brew Christmas blonde roast all year round. Um, but if you know anything about intuitive eating, you would know that if they brewed it all year round, I'd probably take it for granted. And I probably wouldn't taste as amazing as it is because the novelty of that food decreases the more we have accessibility of it. Um, the more available and accessible a food is, the novelty then 
decreases. So Christmas blonde roast would then be less cool. But uh, to me, it's just super cool. It's super good. I argue that I might enjoy that every day of my life. Okay. So where I'm going in this work is kind of want to where I it's kind of where I want to steer our direction next because I loved answering the question about what I do um, because I need to think always about where I'm going and what the future holds. And I mentioned before that there's so much more to explore after healing our relationships with food and body. I'm going to tell you specifically what I'd like to explore. And it's in five realms. Uh, The first realm always being intuitive eating. I see it really as the gateway to further exploration. But there are the other things that we can explore past that point um, are really important because there's still a lot of friction, a lot of challenges that happen, of course, after healing our relationship with food, we're still going to live in diet culture. This is the water that we're swimming in. You know, like we're always going to have to continuously reject the dieting way. There's no destination in this work, just as Jamie mentioned Fit Ragamuffin a, a few episodes back now. Like there's no destination with fitness. There's no destination with uh, the anti-diet way or intuitive eating. It is a constant effort to stay embodied in this work. It's a constant effort to reject diet culture. So that is one of the realms that I will always continue to do in this work, of course. It's like the foundation of the work. After that, we can explore culinary practices a little bit differently. We can cook and nourish ourselves a little bit differently. So that's a realm that I will be exploring as well. Um, I'll be incorporating it here on the show, talking about... um, meals, recipes, planning, ways that we can reduce friction in the kitchen is a concept that I want to talk about. And why do I want to talk about this? I want to talk about it first and foremost, because dieting can make the kitchen a dungeon. Dieting can make the kitchen a prison. It can make making food and eating so not fun. Um, Like, have you ever just like tried to make recipes that taste good, while abiding by diet, like diet rules? Like, do you have dieting cookbooks in your house? Are you like endlessly substituting like healthier foods for less nutritious foods or whatever it is? Like I've tried everything under the sun, you know, like in a dieting sense to try to make food be like the real thing, but quote unquote healthier than the real thing, right? Like there's so much to explore there right? Of just like eating the real thing in the kitchen. There's also more to explore about just like basic things like reducing friction and how you cook for yourself and your family so that food and the preparation of food, the purchasing of food, um, all from like, you know, the, the store to your plate, we just want that to be like seamless and fun, you know, something that you can actually enjoy, it can be a very it can be a very grounding experience cooking and that's what i want to talk about i want to i want to give some love to cooking i want to give some attention to how we um play and cook with food and nourish ourselves because i really view eating and maybe this is a little extreme but i don't think so um it's like a real sacred practice it's a very intimate practice of how we cook with food and how we feed ourselves. And so it really goes in line with the conversation of intuitive eating, how we cook with food. There's so much to explore there, which is so exciting. And I love to cook. And I haven't had my foodie self 
in my business for a long time. So it's, it's, it's time for me to show that part of myself in this work. It's time for me to show that side of myself and my skill set and my abilities. I'm not a chef. I'm not a chef, but I think that's what makes this so fun is that I don't think we have to be a trained culinary professional to make delicious, nutritious food at home uh, that comforts us, that nourishes us, that is an enjoyable process. We can do all of those things after we heal our relationship with food. If we don't heal our relationship with food, there will continue to be friction in the kitchen. We will continue not to really enjoy food as much as we could, right? Um, And long-term, we really want that freedom with how to cook. And that comes after healing our relationship with food and discovering how we can reduce more friction in the kitchen. Another realm that I want to talk more about here is how we actually build trust with our bodies. I know that we talk about that um, a bit on the show, but I want to go even deeper into like embodiment stuff. You know how we talk about the window of tolerance? I'm going to talk about more concepts like that, that I have gleaned from my certification, the Let Your Body Lead professional certification that I got from Casey Berglund at Worthy and Well. Um, I was trained in embodiment and embodiment practices. And I want to bring more of that to the show because I think the more we stay embodied in our work of intuitive eating, the more we stay embodied as just our true and authentic selves, that will help us better show up in the world as the representation of our self that we want to show up as in the world. And by being embodied, I mean like embodied in the work of intuitive eating to like really make this practice your life what does that require? And also like, how can we be embodied just like as ourselves connect deeper with our bodies and better meet the needs of our bodies? That to me is embodiment. So I want to bring more of that embodiment piece and body trust piece to the surface as well. Another realm that I want to discover um, or talk about further is how we clothe our bodies. Just like there's so much friction in the kitchen, there can be so much friction in the closet. Ah, this has been something that has been a challenge for me since I was a kid. I remember being like, some of my earliest memories are being in the closet, just like in tears, not knowing what to wear. A specific instance is where my whole family was in the car and they were all ready to go to Bay Beach, which is like the local amusement park. And I am just like distraught, just tears, tears, tears. I did not know what to wear to Bay Beach. And I came out wearing like these jeans with, with a little patch that had like an eighties bus on it, you know, and like the spaghetti strap top. I mean, just kind of like way out there (laughs) from what I thought anyway, but I'm just so funny. Um, I even have some pictures of me wearing those jeans. Um, just so funny, but, but really even from that age being super young, I, I was so conflicted about what to wear and clothes sometimes just didn't feel right. I would try on outfit after outfit and like be late for work or be late for an event because I just like did not know what to wear. And this is still me to this day. I still hop on Fox 11 segments, you know, doing some nutritious recipe on the news. And I like do not know what to wear ever to Fox 11 segments. You know, I (laughs) actually the coronavirus this time has been like a blessing for me because I've just been like wearing loungewear all the time. Anything other than that takes me out of my window of tolerance. I've recognized that about myself now, but I feel confident in the clothes that I wear around the house. So I've been like toying around with this idea of like, triggering instances in the closet and how we can de-trigger 
the closet or how we can feel more confident in our clothes and the process of clothing ourselves. Okay, so, so far, just to recap, here are the realms. Intuitive eating in the anti-diet way, rejecting the dieting paradigm. The second realm, cooking and nourishing ourselves more in the kitchen. The third realm, body trust and embodiment practices. And the fourth realm, uh, which is how we um, clothe ourselves and managing triggering instances in our closet and how we feel in our clothes. Okay, so those are the four realms. Does that feel exciting? I feel so excited about this work because I'm developing a year-long program that I'll be inviting you in on soon. I don't know when it's going to be done. I haven't had as much babysitting as I need to um, really roll out this program yet. Um, it will be a series of videos, discussions. There'll be homework. It'll be in a group so you can feel really supported. Um, all of this will be put into a program that I'm going to launch. It's going to be amazing. Oh, and I'm forgetting about the fifth realm. Oh, how could I forget the fifth realm that I almost forgot about? And that's going to be like all encompassing of all of these ideas together. And this is what I'll leave the show off with today is um, home and huga. And I've talked about huga a few times on the show, but this is going to be part of all of my work. It's going to be part of all of what I want to offer here at the kitchen table and with my clients and with my family and with myself and beyond is this concept of huga, which is comfort and joy. And in that fifth realm, I want to bring more comfort and joy to your home, which is like your sanctuary, right? Like your home is where you are most free, maybe, and most able to be yourself. And it's my, it's my role. It's like my work to have you feel at home in your home, at home in your kitchen, at home in your clothes, and at home with food and at home and in your body as well, right? Like all of that is so important. So this concept of being at home, this concept of being free and cozy and comforted and finding that joy as well. That's what I want to like infuse into all of these realms, right? I think that we need to talk more so about how we can bring more comfort and joy to our lives and our relationship with food, with how we clothe ourselves and all of the things that I talked about. I think it's really important. I think that we need to be like we need to be held and supported and safe in this work. And with hookah, there's this like sense of coziness with safety, right? Of course, we can't get cozy if we're not safe, if we don't feel protected, if we don't feel held in the experience. And I want you to feel held in the experience here with me on the show. I want you to feel like you can feel safe to explore. I want you to feel like these realms in your life, it's attainable and that healing your relationship with food and gaining trust and acceptance with your body, I want you to, I want you to really know that that is achievable for you in your life and that you deserve to feel comfort and ease and joy with food and in your bodies and in your homes and in the kitchen and in your closet too. Um, so that's where I'm going with this. And this is all going to be offered here at the kitchen table. If you want to learn more, if you want to be a part of this with me, if you want to come along for the ride even more, find me on Instagram at aliciabrown.rdn. That's where you can find me on Instagram. Um, I would love it if you joined me there. Send me a DM if you have any questions. 
And I look forward to seeing you on Thursday's episode. Enjoy the day. Talk soon. <laughs>